I'm Jen and welcome to the Sharing Secrets Podcast. This is where I invite you all on my journey to discover all the tips and tricks or should we say secrets to a happy, healthy lifestyle. I started this journey a few years ago when I had a back injury. It put me in a low headspace and it did really affect my mental health as well as my physical health. But I found a positive path through daily routines, yoga, meditation and most importantly what I eat. This led me to discover Ayurveda. So each week I will be sharing my secrets that I've found mostly through Ayurveda and explain to you all a little bit more what that is. But I'll also be inviting some of the most inspiring people I know and I'll be asking them to share their secrets. So it's time to get our toolkits ready for the down days and get in this together. Let's see who's on the show. Today is episode one and I couldn't have started the show with anyone else. I'm going to introduce to you all one of my closest and longest friends, Laura. She's been on an amazing journey of self-discovery. She suffered from low self-esteem and insecurities that she felt really held her back. She travelled the world for a year with her now fiancé, Joe. At the end, they had six weeks in India. This was a massive turning point for Laura. There she learned yoga, she practised it daily. She learned new rituals and routines, and most importantly, she learned herself. She really spent a lot of time understanding why she is the way she is, the feelings that she was having, and she's came back and just wants to share that knowledge. She's really managed to maintain that happy, healthy lifestyle. So Laura and I met 15 years ago when we were both learning to become hairdressers. She still does hair, but is just so passionate about sharing this knowledge and helping us all become that happy, healthy person. She does this through yoga, meditation, gratitude, you name it, she can teach you it. She likes to share this through daily yoga classes. She does them in Essex where she's based or online so we can all get a piece of her at any time. She also likes to host workshops and really wants to get into doing retreats. She's already hosted her first retreat in the amazing scene of Applecross in the west coast of Scotland. I came along as her little chef. More on that later. <laughs> this girl is a massive inspiration and I really can't wait to share it with you. Let's get on to the show. Hey, Laura. Hi, Jen. Great introduction. Thank you. Oh, that's okay. Only got nice things to say about you. So, like I said, Laura and I have been best friends for a long time. And Laura, when did you go travelling? I went travelling in 2017. God, it feels like ages ago, doesn't it? So since Laura's been travelling, you found yourself and you went to India. Do you want to tell us all a little bit more so I don't spoil spoil it too much for you? Are you sure you want to ask me? Because I'll probably not stop talking about it. <laughs> because it was just absolutely incredible. But yeah, I found myself, after a year-long travelling, we ended up in India for about 13 weeks and ended up doing my teacher training in Rishikesh, which if you've not been, it's in the northern part of India and it's situated on the river Ganges and it's like the, the birthplace of yoga. So yeah, got to do my teacher training there and came back to the UK absolutely bursting at the seams with all this excitement and knowledge and passion that I just wanted to share with basically as many people that I could possibly get my hands on. <laughs> Did you always love yoga? Did you love yoga before you went? Um, so I practiced yoga for about 10 years 
the first sort of five years, I was kind of just like dipping my toe into it a little bit. I wouldn't say I really practiced consistently. And um, my gran used to do yoga, so she practiced for years, and it's always been something I've been quite interested in. Um, and then yeah, probably the last five years, I'd say I've I've actually given it a good a good go with us. It's my daily practice, and I like to try and make sure it's part of my day, even. You know, even if I'm flying, I'll still try and get a little five-minute stretch in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's amazing. I I love that you now know because you've just taught me, like, how to do all the moves properly. And it makes such a difference. I think when you first go to yoga and you've never done it before, I remember the first class I did. And that was so scary because it was so quick. And it was like downward dog into this, into that. And I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. But... Yeah, I think it's good having some, like going to a class, like yours is good because you talk slowly and you like teach us the moves as we go. So it's good. Yeah. My, um, in my teacher training, one of the main things that Dinesh, my yoga teacher, was really, really hot on was the cues. So instead of just like lift your hands up to the sky, it was what you're doing with your shoulders, what you're doing with your neck, what you're doing with your hips. So that every time you would give an instruction, you're breaking it down so that people feel more comfortable with yeah. each posture. I think they feel, know what you feel safer in the posture as well, don't you? Yeah. I think because yeah, I've got definitely. an injury, I now am really conscious of like the way my body is and if I'm in the wrong position because you're holding things for so long. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. So your yoga has obviously opened up so many doors. You're still hairdressing. Last year, we took on a challenge. You asked me to come along but you have decided that you want to go down the path of retreats so what made you decide to do retreats? The biggest reason that retreats was something I was really interested in holding is in a yoga class you only really get an hour an hour and a half with people and you don't really get that time to connect on a deeper level and really break down the reasons why people are are there you know at a yoga class usually people have come for either physical benefits, mental benefits are usually one of the more, more common sides to why people attend their yoga class. And on a retreat, you get three, four days where you can just fully immerse yourself and really sort of start to break down on a deeper level what it is you, you've came here for. So yeah, retreats has always been something that since I did my teacher training that was in the back of my mind that I'd like to, to try and do and hopefully there'll be more and more to come. Yeah, I hope so. It was honestly the best. It was amazing. Like, I'd never been on a retreat before and didn't really know what to expect. I came along and did all the food and all the cooking because that's my passion, I suppose, like the food. And you asked me to teach people the, the little bit of knowledge I have about Ayurveda and feeding your, your body with the right food for your body type. So it was so interesting. But there was such a range of ages. And, like, from night, the first night, to the last night, the difference in people, you know, people were quite closed off, we didn't, you knew some of them, because obviously it was the first one, so you kind of had a kind of closer knit of people, but nobody really knew each other there, did they? They were all, all strangers, and it was quite a, like, weird, we're all staying in a big house in the west coast of Scotland, it it was, was beautiful, but when they came, it was dark, and everything was new, so it was funny, and then the next day, getting into it and everybody just opening up a little bit in yoga and you taught them all and we went on big walks and the scenery, how amazing was it? Oh my gosh, Apple Cross for anyone that's not been there is just 
one of Scotland's absolute gems. It's mm-hmm. like it's situated on the inner sounds, the the water between Rassie and the mainland, and the views of sky from, oh, from the mainland. That first just... morning, there was two rainbows, a storm in the distance, Icelandic like remember that electric blue sky. Yeah, there was like ice. I can't remember what it was called. It was like, like the Icelandic ice... clouds or something. Yeah. Like. It's something to do with the ice in the air because it was so cold, but it was so, oh yes. yeah. The clouds were electric blue. It was like, yeah, oh, amazing. We really recommend anyone to do it because it was a whole package really. It was nourishment. It was giving your body that time. There was no TV. People just sat and some, I mean, it wasn't even a case that people made small chat. They just literally did what they wanted to do for four days. Mm-hmm. It's quite hard to get rid of them after four days. <laughs> I know. I could have stayed there for like months. I know, I know. Well, definitely, we're doing it again in November, aren't we? Yes. As soon as the restrictions are lifted, we are going back to Applecross. <laughs> You've been asked to share three secrets today. So your secrets are obviously, you know, not going to be a secret anymore. <laughs> but I know your secrets are things that you are quite good at teaching anyway. So that was why you were my obvious first guest. And it was actually our chats and our secret sharing um, that really inspired me to do the podcast because it's just we get so much from it because we both kind of do little things and then we, we share it between us two and our friends and, you know, there's always a group message going on and we're sharing secrets and, you know, it's great fun. So I wanted to share that with everyone else. So do you want to lead us into your first secret? Yeah, so I would say my number one first secret is to wake up every single morning and make it sacred. Make your morning practice something that is precious and sacred and something that you do every single day. So for me, it is yoga, meditation, whether whether it's guided or just sitting still, practicing gratitude. I like to journal, maybe write down some goals for the week, the day ahead. I use my crystals, my essential oils and my incense. So I really, I create a real sort of ritual every morning. So that's definitely helped me massively. Yeah. And like, you've taught me to do that as well. But I find, you know, we're we're all quite busy people. It's quite easy just now because we're having some time off. But like, how do you find the time when you're busy and you're working? And like, what time do you get up in the morning? So I used to get up a lot later because I thought I needed more sleep. But now me and Joe, my fiance, we all we're very good and we go to bed at like probably ten o'clock latest on a school night. And <laughs> I get up every morning at half past six. So up at half past six, downstairs by sort of six thirty five and usually about six forty five I'm starting my morning ritual. And do you have like any tips for people that are not morning people and would struggle? Like is there like small things that we can implement and then the more because I found I would do a little bit so I would start with my yoga and then I decided oh no okay I can I could do my yoga now and now I want to add in my meditation. So you're just adding on like fifteen minutes. Do you have like any ideas on what would be the best way to start your ritual in the morning and how to like build on it? I think the best thing you, sh- you could do is maybe start your gratitude as you step out of bed. So as you step one foot on the floor, you can say thank, and then the second foot on the floor, you. And from there, wherever you're going from your bed to downstairs, just reel off your all the little things you're grateful for in your head um, on the way to the kettle or whatever it is you do as soon as you wake up. So you've kind of ticked off 
your gratitude's already. Um, and anything is better than nothing. So even maybe yeah, instead of doing it every day, maybe mm-hmm. do one day you have 20 minutes yoga, the next day you practice some journaling, some goal planning, and just small, small bite-sized chunks really. And before you know it, you'll probably think, oh my goodness, I need to... I need to get up 15 minutes earlier or half an hour earlier because you'll want to fit it in because of how good you feel once you've done it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was meaning. Because you do the thought of it at night, you're like, oh, to get up early. But yeah, once you know that you get that feeling, it's almost like you're chasing that that feeling, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Remember when you took me to my first meditation? Um, Flora's based down in Essex and it was uh, the Buddhist temple. And we went, and I just feel like I've been chasing that feeling. So I meditate every day, and I can never get that exact same feeling. But, yeah, it's just so good. And that, I think that's it. You're just constantly want to make sure that you're you're able to do it. So starting your day off right is a, is a good tip. Um, talking about meditation, it is very difficult. And I know a lot of people will find it difficult. I find it very difficult. I've got a busy mind. Um, I do practice it every day and some days I think, right, okay, that was good. I feel really centered from that. I feel like a bit floaty. And then the next day I just can't like focus and it's just like, oh, my head's too busy. So I'm asking you if you've got any tips on and, and tips on how to meditate. And did you always find it easy? Did you always like since you started or was there something that changed for you that made it easier I definitely did not find it easy at the start and I still don't find it easy and I don't think even sort of people that have been practicing for years could say that they always find it easy because the mind is the reason you your mind is always going to work if it, if it stopped working we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to go through our day so our, the mind is on our side but I think the biggest tip for me when I learned it, which made so much sense, was I was trying to stop all my thoughts, but actually that's, that is, Not you're trying to resist. Point. And as soon as you resist the thoughts, you're going to get 10 thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I usually try and sit and just visualize my thoughts, just drifting past, like by, like clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, and just accept that every single day it's going to be different. Like one day you'll you'll sit there and you might get 10 seconds of clarity where you feel like there's nothing going on. And then the next day you wake up and your mind is going absolutely crazy. Yeah. Every single pause where you have that little brief moment where there's stillness, the benefits to your brain and to your immune system and everything is just tenfold. So yeah, just keep practicing. And It's funny when you're saying my- about, sorry, the... Um, the bean clouds when I get thoughts which is a lot I think of them as like I scrumple them up like bits of paper and like fling them away <laughs> it's funny yeah. it's funny the things that you do yeah it's yeah. like everyone's got their little their little thing yeah um, sorry but yeah I think everyone's always so really like all they want to do is try and meditate but the fact that you're sitting down and you've you've carved out 10 minutes just to be even just be with your thoughts you're still giving yourself a little bit of space so yeah, just not to be too hard on yourself to try and block everything out because it's we're we're only human. Yeah. Another question I had was, you know, sometimes you can feel a bit self conscious or a bit weird about meditating because I think, you know, it's kind of the same as me starting this podcast. A lot of the things that make us happy can maybe be a little bit, oh, it's a bit hippie, and you know, it you can just feel a little bit it's kind of self obsessed or you know it can be a bit of a stigma and like. 
this mm. whole meditation and yoga and healthiness. Um, so like, yeah, do you ever get that feeling of being silly? Do you ever like admitting to people that you do all this stuff? Do you ever feel self-conscious or did you and now you don't? Like how have you overcame any funny feelings? I definitely did. So I'm, I'm a hairdresser by trade and I think, you know, hairdresser turned yoga teacher slash, you know, meditate or all these things can yeah. be a funny transition because <laughs> that yeah the hairdressing exactly industry, yeah it's just a complete it's like yeah the hairdressing industry is very one end of the spectrum and then the sort of more spiritual side is the opposite end so i would say it's probably been a good three-year transition from my instagram post being a little bit of oh i'm practicing yoga and now i'm like fully two feet in I don't i'll be as open as as I can be and be as spiritual as I want to be just because I think people appreciate you being open and being vulnerable and but yeah I definitely feel I know where you're at and I definitely have had those feelings of oh god I don't want to sound like too woo-woo or witchy or whatever and like I say it's exactly how I feel with this podcast because I know that we have the best conversations and we feel amazing after them and they're quite deep, and we laugh, and we joke, and, you know, we know we're crazy, but at the end of the day, I just want to, like, it's, like, what makes you feel good, and I think, well, if it makes you feel good, there's no harm in it, and if it doesn't work for you, then fine, but it's just getting that, like, braveness to get over it, isn't it? Scary. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) And, yeah, so your meditation, do you do that yourself every day, or do you, like, have any apps that you listen to, or, like, do you just talk to yourself? Probably a bit of both. Sometimes I'll just carve out a bit of time, maybe 10 minutes and just sit quietly. Um, but on the days where I feel like my mind is really busy and some days I wake up and I'm quite stressed or feeling anxious, there's no point in sitting quiet because I'll just fill every single space with whatever's going on yeah, in my head. Yeah. So I really love the Insight Timer yeah. app on Apple or Android. And on there is just thousands of different guided meditations and you can choose the time you can choose the theme and yeah it's absolutely amazing for those days where you don't want to just sit and still mind yeah uh yeah that's it I can't I definitely can't do it myself and you did teach me about insight timer and our favorite on insight timer has to be david g everyone needs to give david g go feather your nest he is the best you could listen to his voice oh all day. i know i love him from the sweet spot of the universe <laughs> he's yeah, so he's good. Good. Um, and he actually a few times i have definitely got that fuzzy feeling from his one it really i guess it like diff- it's got loads of different kinds of meditation and i guess you've got to find what works for you yeah definitely. he does a lot of like visualizing stuff and i think that's what i need because being a hairdresser our minds are very visual so I think that's what I need to to stop my mind thinking of other things it's like when you teach us the balance and poses in yoga like because we're visualizing something else your main mind can't actually think of anything else which is nice definitely yeah and it's different meditations work for different people like mm-hmm. some people are really good with sitting still other people might be really good at listening and visualizing other people should not meditate and might just benefit from dynamic meditation which is moving the body and being in the moment but moving so it's just yeah different people suit different types I guess yeah interesting I think we've said enough about meditation and morning rituals and yeah I love it I think morning rituals the best thing ever so your secret number two is also a more well it's part of your morning ritual really because you do it every morning don't tell us what it is I kind of feel like my secret's 
are all in the morning but it's because I believe that the morning is like if you set your morning up perfectly and in the right way you're going to have so much it's like the start of the race isn't it exactly so yeah my number two secret is to drink your herbs so to explain like what does that even mean (laughs) (laughs) so I like to start every day with a smoothie but instead of like fruit smoothie or a veggie smoothie and nothing wrong with that it's just my own personal preference I like to drink sort of different herbs so maybe turmeric maybe ashwagandha for you know and if you're not aware of ashwagandha it's an amazing aervergic herb for stress levels and really good for the immune system and raw cacao for all the happy endorphins and sometimes I put some spirulina in there Basically, whatever type of superfood herb, I'll just whack it in my smoothie and drink it. What do and you it's have usually with? before. Water or milk? Um, I would always have it with soy or almond or oat milk, depending on yeah. what I fancy each day. A bit cleaner than water, <laughs> I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, what does that, what you have for your breakfast, does that fill you up or? Oh, no. I have a massive <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> no, I would have that at the very start before my morning ritual. So, basically, the first thing I do, come downstairs, make my super herb drink and then I take that on the mat with me for my first 10 minutes of journaling and sort of gratitudes before I move on to my yoga meditation. Amazing and do you have like recipes that you follow or are you do you just wing it every day? Um, I do sometimes wing it but on a whole I've kind of googled a few different things and then tweaked them. Yeah Um, yeah and they're quite it's... like the moon milks that we've been to Glow Bar in London, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of like where I got the idea for the the one I drink most mornings. Actually, thinking of it, yeah, moon milks, and it's it's kind of like a cold raw cacao drink with extra little sparkles of loveliness added in. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like caffeine or anything, is it? It's not not going to make you buzzy or anything. That's no, not at all. It's just. Um, yeah, everything in it's natural and really sort of good for you. I always feel quite sparkly afterwards, which is quite nice. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the sparkle because we love a matcha, don't we? <laughs> well, we do love a matcha. We we'll love a matcha. matcha. Sparkle. I, mean, into, I introduced you to a matcha on the way to the retreat, didn't I? And then you, I know. It's then... great, you get this high for so long because I love coffee and I love the high it gives me, but I crash so bad. Like, yeah, it's really not good. <laughs> So then I, I feel that's like how I matcha, find... it's like a, you come up nice and sort of sparkly and then you just yeah. float back down again. Yeah, <laughs> but you float for a long time. It's amazing. Yeah. If anybody's like a coffee drinker, you have to try and ease yourself onto the matcha. Because you were a Definitely. big coffee drinker actually, weren't you? Yeah, I've actually stopped drinking since I've been on quarantine. I've not had any coffee. So your la- third secret is a cute one. So do you want to tell us what it is? <laughs> so this one... Um, it's something that I really feel gives me so many benefits from and I have the most beautiful cat in the world I'm an absolute cat lover and if you follow my Instagram I'm sure you're probably bored of seeing pictures of my baby bumblebee but she's a ragdoll I like to spend at least 10 minutes in the morning even when I'm busy just cuddling her and just giving her lots of love and just you know being in the moment with her because I think it's so easy to rush around in the morning when when you're working or anything else but just to really be with a pet and just cuddle cuddle, cuddle into them and that for me is huge for one of my 
my happiness secrets. Yeah, I know, I would love a pet. Oh, I just can't seem to fit that into my life right now, but it's like definitely on my list, especially when I see Bumble. She's so cute. And I guess like when you're playing with a pet or if you're playing with something that's stopping your mind working, isn't it? It's like a little bit of mindfulness time. Definitely. And ragdolls, the, the breed of cat that she is, are actually bred for anxiety. So they're really loving and they basically are like puppies. They just roll on their backs and just want lots of love. So she's not hard to like spend 10 minutes with in the morning. No, she's not. She just lies there and glitchy cuddler. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing your secrets with us, Laura. I hope everyone's taken note and any questions you want to ask Laura, head over to her Instagram, Laura Low Yoga. I now want to pick your brains for a few last minute words of wisdom. Now, we all know, and if you don't know, you're going to know, I am a massive foodie and my day revolves around food and what I'm going to eat. And if I'm not eating, I'm looking at food and talking about food, you know, it's just my favourite thing. So... I have asked if you could share a recipe because I think I love that old-fashioned way of everyone sharing recipes and us all having bits of paper and, you know, handing them through the family and stuff. So I just, I love that. And I also love the feeling of giving somebody a plate of food. You know, we did it loads on the retreat, obviously. And that feeling of people just being so happy eating your food. So I want to know what recipe you can share with us that you have served to somebody that has made that person happy and gives them that big warm cuddle inside? So this was tough for me because I'm a bit like Jen and I think about food 24-7 and I love <laughs> cooking and, yeah, serving food to anyone that will eat it. <laughs> um, so I did sort of go through lots of recipes that I make quite often and I decided on this one because I've made it recently um, and it's a really easy one to sort of put together on those days where you've not got much time and you can pretty much use what you've got in your cupboard bar a couple of vegetables that you might need to grab. So I don't eat meat, I'm a vegetarian. Um, so I've chosen the Creamy Cashew Chickpea Curry by mm. Madeline Shaw oh. and I just love her cookbooks. Yeah, it's really good. I actually, sorry to interrupt, made a porridge that I think you would love today and it's a Madeline Shaw one. It was a quinoa porridge, but I used oats and quinoa. But all you do is mix it with some coconut milk, like a tin, half a tin of coconut milk and lime zest and a little bit of coconut oil and just boil it up like you would a porridge. And then I toasted some pecans and almonds with some maple syrup and they went like a bit hard and you put that on top with a sprinkle of lime zest. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Sounds amazing. And it literally Same took recipe. 10 minutes. Um, yeah, I'll have to share that recipe. But yeah, that's a really good quick breakfast. It was a little bit sweet. I couldn't eat it all day, every day. Because um, I'm not, I'm more savoury than sweet. But it really was phew, delicious. Anyway, sorry, back to your cashew creamy curry. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the creamy curry is, ingredients are not very many, but there are some, but not compared to other recipes. It's just cashews, garlic, cloves, and then your spices are mustard seeds, ginger, cayenne pepper, cumin, garam masala, coriander, that's your spices. And then it's just a can of chickpeas, um, tomatoes, courgettes, chopped tomatoes, it says tomatoes twice, and frozen spinach. <laughs> 
yeah. And so all those good. spices, I really recommend. You know, the more um I get into the podcast, the more I really want to share tips with people as well and and foods that we should have in our diet that help. But all those spices are staples that you should really have. And that curry is like, yeah, yeah it's so easy to, to just whip up, really, if you've got it all in the cupboard. So, yeah, good one. And I'll share that recipe on the Sharing Secrets website. And, yeah, everyone can just make it and head there. So great, thank it's you. It's very, very, yeah. It's quite creamy from the cashews as well. Like, get that yeah. real, like, Do you have to soak the cashews? Yeah, so you only have to soak them for 15 minutes, though, because you, you blitz up the cashews yeah. and make, like, a, a paste from the cashews. It's yeah. lovely. Good tip. Um, great, thank you. Now, the other selfishly, you know, this, this podcast is just about me gathering as much information as I can. But I've also <laughs> really got into reading just now. I do a lot of travelling between Aberdeen and London, working in both cities. So I spend a lot of time on a plane and or a train and I've just really gotten into books. So I'm building a bit of a collection. So I'm asking you to share a book that you could share with us all. Um, and it doesn't, I know I'm not looking, I find that I sometimes read a self-help book and it can be a little bit quite difficult. So it doesn't have to be a self-help book. It could be you know, any any kind of book at all. And um, sometimes a good story is just what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, what do you recommend? I agree there. Sometimes you get caught up in thinking you just need to read every self-help help book in the yeah. world. Um, and, and I've definitely read difficult. <laughs> Yeah. But um, I have actually chosen a, a self-help book for my recommended book, but it's only because... For me, this book, I would say, is the book that changed so much about how I felt about myself. And I used to be really hard on myself, used to be really sort of judgmental and critical. And I read this book and it just, it was so simple and so easy to read. And it's got lots of activities in it that you can practice daily. And yeah, it was, it's huge for me. And I I go back to it time and time again. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I just open it up and have a read of one page if I'm feeling a little bit. Are you like me? Um, You like write on the book and like highlight bits and, you know, put a tag on. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. (laughs) I love writing on a book. So I should tell you what book it is really. I'm just rambling on about the book. But it's called, you can, (laughs) you can heal your own life and it's by Louise Hay. Um, But yeah, I couldn't recommend it enough if you've never read it. Yeah, that's good. And is it quite, you know, quite a big book? Does it take, you know, I'm quite a slow reader. That's my problem. I basically, I read it front to back in two days and I couldn't put it down. (gasps) Wow. Okay. Is that when you were travelling? I'm not a fast reader. I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm someone that reads very quickly. It's just once I started reading, I felt like Louise had written this book for me. It was like, it spoke to me loud and clear. I'm actually reading a book that's doing that for me just now I got it from a good friend of mine Heather um for my birthday and it's called the happiness project and it's actually what has given me the confidence to to do this book um because she was really similar you know she's not in a bad place but she does know that she could be happier so like wants to investigate all the it's it's a true story and it's written it's kind of a self-help but it's not written to it's kind of a story so yeah I'm finding it quite easy but I, I can't put it down it's great isn't it when you get a book like that and feel like you're like in something and it's been written for you and yeah yeah it's lovely when that happens so last last little bit of information i can squeeze from you today i find you know this modern age we're all on instagram all the time and sometimes i find myself i go on and i look at things and i'm like oh i don't 
have a house like the Kardashians. I don't have money like that. I don't have a body like that. You know, so you, I follow all these people and actually your feed gets kind of cluttered up with people that don't give you that warm, fuzzy feeling. So I find now I don't scroll through Instagram as much. I kind of like go and search for the people that I know is going to give me that buzz and that motivation. Um, so I'm kind of looking to like increase my follower following of inspirational people that I can like look at. So do you have anybody that gives you that inspiring feeling? Definitely. I would say this was also difficult to choose. Um, I basically about four years ago when I was feeling really not that great, I went through every single person on my following list and I culled 50% of it and yeah. I, I unfollowed anybody that just didn't make me feel good, whether it was a celebrity that was really unrealistic, people that used lots of filters, you know. I think the thing is, it's fine, it's fine that they do that. Like, if that if that's what makes them happy, I think it's, like, totally good. I think we, we just then compare ourselves, so you shouldn't have the people that don't make you feel good because they're just doing their own thing. You know, they're not doing anything wrong. It's, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, not their, it's not actually <laughs> their fault that they're, like, making you feel like that, but you've decided to follow them. So... Yeah, I went through and I unfollowed. Honestly, if you looked at my following list, it is basically food, travel, yoga, cats, and my best Crazy friends. Cat and that's it. Yeah, I need to and do it. I just for me, do you know what? I always think I want to do it, and then all I do is just add more people of the people that I'm wanting to follow. To be honest, but I haven't got rid of the people that I followed. You know, I've had Facebook. I've had Instagram. Must be. I think it was when I first moved to Aberdeen, like 2011, 12, something like that. So, you know, the people that was following when I was 22, I'm not as interested anymore. Yeah, just unfollow it. Like, it took me a good few hours. I Honestly, I I love my Instagram now because I'm like, oh, look at that beautiful cat. Oh, what a nice river. Like, it's just like, that's all I see is just nice stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. So, I don't think you've actually told us. (laughs) you're following it. I haven't done it. No, sorry. I've this, done it again. Just chat. <laughs> so yeah, the person that um, really inspires me that I just love following on Instagram is Yoga Girl, Rachel Braffin. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know who that is, she is a girl from Sweden that lives in Aruba and owns Island Yoga. And she's just living her dream. You know, she's got a little beautiful little girl. She grows her own vegetables, she teaches yoga, and she's just full of inspiration. And I love watching her stories every day, and she does inspire me to, yeah, to aim big and go for my yoga dream. Amazing. That's so good. And it's so good when you find people that are like, I've got the same idea of life as you, rather than... And that's probably what's encouraged you to not be so self-conscious of meditating or talking about looking after yourself you know all this stuff that we all think oh god it's embarrassing I shouldn't say that but it's probably because you're surrounded by the people that are kind of all inspiring to be like that they're all quite happy to to, to be like that so yeah it obviously works for you so amazing thank you thank you Thank you so much, Laura, for sharing your three secrets, your recipe and your book and your Instagram following. That was amazing. Hope a lot of people got a lot out of that because I know I did. It's been an absolute pleasure having you as my first guest. I can't believe I've just called you my guest on my show. So funny. 
Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming along and giving us your time and sharing your secrets. Thank you for having me. It's been honestly such an honour to be the first guest on the Sharing Secrets podcast. So yeah, thank you. Well, that wasn't too bad, I don't think. I hope you all enjoyed that. I hope you all also enjoyed Laura's story. I did. And I hope you all got something out of it. Um, it's really difficult when you think of everything that's been said and there's all these secrets that you need to try and remember it all and you need to implement it all straight away. Please do not think that. I don't want that to be a pressure for anybody. Um, I, I just want you to all know all the secrets and have that toolkit and use what you can when you can and if you can implement a little bit in your everyday rituals then great that will be just what you need so now quickly before i keep babbling on i just want to share each week just one small secret of mine um like i said at the start i have been studying ayurveda it's a massive massive ancient indian philosophy um it's it could take years and years to learn. I've really literally touched the surface. Um, but I want to share a tip with you every week. And most of them are going to be about food and how we eat it, when we eat it is all massively important. So my first tip for you all is please try and eat your last meal of the day before 8pm. This can't always happen. I know it doesn't happen for me every night, but I know if I've got something big on the next day or if I'm not feeling great, I have a quite a strict routine that I will not eat past eight o'clock. So this is because our natural body clocks don't want to digest food any later than that. And we also want to start getting our body ready for bed and winding down and slowing the body down. So especially if you really want to get up and do that morning ritual, this is the, the key thing for you, I would say. So once you, if you stop eating after eight o'clock, your body will then slow down and go on a much deeper restful sleep. You will wake up with a clearer head, full of beans and ready to take on the day. So I really, really encourage you guys to do that. Give it a go and let me know what you think. Hopefully you find a difference. And that's me. Thank you so much for tuning in this time. If you've enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review, subscribe, tell a friend, and I'll see you next week with another beautiful guest. Lots of love. Bye.